everybody, welcome to another episode of Bat Banter. It is Season 3, Episode 10. If you haven't already, do not forget to like, subscribe, leave a rating and leave a review on your favourite podcasting platform, be it Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can like us on Facebook and you can follow us on Instagram. So, pretty busy weekend, uh, many teams hitting the pitch, the park, or the field, uh, so let's get straight onto the hard court. Let's talk a little bit of basketball, and let's talk some Perth Wildcats. Listen to the hiss, listen to the growl, Perth Wildcats are on the prowl. Can you feel the heat? Listen to their feet, tearing up the cock and building up the heat. Here we come, oh no, here we come, oh no, here we come. So heading into the Monday night game, Melbourne United had actually won their last seven at the RAC Arena in an insane away record at the venue. But the Cats had actually won four of their last six games in general heading in as well. So they had some momentum themselves. And wowie, what a ripper of a game heading all the way back to Monday evening last week. And, the, and uh, the truth, to be honest, fans, is I couldn't actually watch the final 15 seconds of the game as I generally thought. They were done and dusted and had yet another opportunity to get a momentum-building win snatched away from them due to their own incompetence, to be honest, and we'll come to that soon. But this was the ultimate example of how a team snatched victory from the jaws of defeat, with rebounding still the key issue, and all reports from all the stats have Perth losing this game and they simply did not deserve to win, however they would take it. They had minus 17 rebounds and minus 5 offensive rebounds, with the shooting percentages being quite similar. Um, they did generate 7 more steals due to some pressure on the ball, especially right at the very end of the game. Bryce Cotton, he was superb with 29 points, uh, 18 points in the first half as well. He also had 5 rebounds, 4 assists and 3 steals. But he is playing so much game time, hitting 37 and a half minutes in the game. Is it sustainable? I just don't know. Uh, to Sean Thomas, he is building again with 13 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, and a plus 17 plus minus, which was the highest in the team. Uh, LT Luke Travers, he had 11 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, and 3 steals. In the fourth quarter alone, he had 9 of those 11 points. Uh, sorry, four of the six rebounds and three of the five assists. He was remarkable, and it was probably the sole reason they were able to get back into the game in that fourth term and eventually snatch and steal the victory. And the game winner, Corey Webster, he had a huge three-game stretch, or has had a huge three-game stretch, and he's getting his groove back and showing what we thought he may have delivered when he was first signed. He had 20 points, four of six from the three-point land. They stayed in sixth spot at that stage, but were hot on the heels of Tasmania and within a swing of Cairns and increased the gap between 7th and 8th place Adelaide and Melbourne. Now, it was going to be simply a mouthwatering contest up against New Zealand on Friday at RAC Arena, but due to COVID isolation requirements with several players testing positive, they do not have the, or they didn't actually have the minimum number of players available to travel and participate in the game with the rules restrictions that they still have in their country, not allowing them to make it over to play the Friday contest. And instead, it'll be rescheduled for later on in the year. 
Now their next game is going to be, well, yet another huge clash with Cairns away on Tuesday. So I'm sure they've used that time to their advantage uh, in having lots of practice time, just continuing to work on the rebounding because realistically, this is the only thing that's holding them back at the moment. We know they can score. Uh, Corey Webster's getting some momentum. Uh, everyone is aware of what Bryce Cotton can do. Uh, just Sean Thomas is having slightly better patches. Brady Manick's probably gone a little bit off the last two games, but the month or so before that, he was you know building and getting uh, his groove back as well. Uh, so there were a lot of positive signs, but it still comes down to uh, to, to those rebounding. That this was a game that they did not and had no right at all to win. They won it, so well done. And sometimes good teams do that, but. They're not a good team. Um, they got lucky. Uh, good players made good shots. And ironically enough, uh, they, they actually got an offensive rebound to allow them to win, even though they couldn't get one pretty much all night. But they got one in the last couple of seconds of the game. But hey, that's uh, that's all, that's all. what irony is, essentially. All right, we'll leave it there for the Perth Wildcats. I will look forward to touching base with them next week. Once again, hopefully, hopefully with a couple of wins, and a big one up against Cairns uh, tomorrow night. So I'll definitely be check- checking and tuning into that, as should you. All right, we're going to stay on the basketball court, and let's now talk a little bit of Perth Lynx. Atlanta putting on a run, and Sammy Wickham left alone on the outside. Bad news for Atlanta. I mean, she is just on fire tonight. Bringing up the next. Wickham, no hesitation, fires off and wide Oh my, the Perth Lynx, they are in struggle town, unfortunately. They lost 85-98 to to the Townsville Fire away. They started well, leading on certain occasions during the first term, and only being a one-point difference to the first break, and was still within striking distance at halftime, only being down by seven. The Fire, however, would get on top of the Lynx across the game, jumping to as big of a lead of 22 points during the third term, mainly thanks to a 24-12 deficit across that time in regards to across the third term. Uh, Perth shot 50% from the field, including 9 of 23 at 39% from three-point land. Uh, They had 16 of 22 from three throws. Not too bad. Uh, In fact, they had 13 more free throw attempts. But here's the game right here. The Lynx had 10 less offensive rebounds. That resulted, resulted in giving up an extra 29 field goal attempts. And the Townsville Fire, they had 10 more points from turnovers. From the Lynxes, 18 to 4 turnovers. They had 14 more turnovers, the Perth Lynx. So there's the game right there. The turnovers, but also the offensive rebounds doesn't help. You know, 10 less offensive rebounds, 10 more opportunities for the Townsville Fire. Uh, But also they had 29 more field goal attempts. They had 10 more points from turnovers, 7 more second chance points as well. They destroyed them uh, in making the most of the turnovers that that they were given, getting more shots up, more shots up, and eventually them falling. Chloe Bibby, she was superb. Uh, She did all she could. She had 24 points, 9 rebounds on 9 of 14 field goals, whilst Lauren Scherf also battled for 18 points, 7 assists, and 5 rebounds. They next will remain on the road and they'll play the UC Capitals on Wednesday and as a result of another tough defeat they've dropped to third last with a 2-5 record and as was discussed last week they're really running out of time to get their season 
back on track. So they're in a bit of strife. Now, they've just got to start winning games. It is as simple as that. Otherwise, time is going to get away from them. So there's, of course, there's so much that they can work on. Looking after the ball, that's the turnover aspect. Boxing out, that's the rebounding aspect. Uh, we know that they've got the scoring power there, but they've got to work on defense first. Uh, your offense will come and be generated most of the time, as, as the good coaches say, from your defense. So starts on the defensive end. Uh, let's see what they can do when they play the Capitals on Wednesday, and then we'll go from there. Uh, we're going to leave the uh, basketball hard court. Let's now move on to the pitch. We're talking cricket pitch, and uh, the BBL has started, so we have to dive straight into and talk a little bit of Perth Scorchers men. Poor delivery from Benny Lockmarsh. Does he attack him? Does he attack him? That's the shot of the night from Mitch Marsh. That's a massive boundary out there in 20 rows back. Oh, my goodness. What power Mitch Marsh has. Oh. Try and get Mitch Marsh to hit to the bigger boundaries out square, but... Yes, the BBL is underway and how exciting. And what a way to start their campaign for the Perth Scorchers, as it was a bit of deja vu with Perth starting off the season the way they finished the last with a huge win over the Sydney Sixers. They, end up, they ended up bowling them out uh, for 117 on the last ball of their innings after managing 9 for 155 in their batting foray at the beginning. So a 38-run win in the end. Uh, they're returning to the field, Jai Richardson, because uh, he hadn't actually hit the field at all in about four to five weeks. Uh, and opening bowling partner, Jason Beridoff, they did all the damage. Uh, Jai had four for nine from 2.25 economy rate, and Jason Beridoff had two for 22 with a 5.5 economy rate. At one stage, the bowlers had skittled the sixes to three for nine and five for 31 before actually taking the last five wickets for 11 runs to close the game out. Obviously, there was a big partnership in there uh, between Jordan Silk and Hayden Kerr that uh, brought Sydney back into the contest, but just not enough. Now, back to their batting innings, and they were in trouble at 5 for 49 themselves before at the seventh over. Uh, sorry, before Agar, uh, who had 24 from 24, and upcoming all-rounder Aaron Hardy, who had 55 from 32, combined to repair the damage. They had a 71-run partnership between the two of them. Hardy alone, he had three sixes during the power surge, where the team really got back into the game, as Sean Abbott's second over of the surge conceded 28 runs. So they were just superb across the board. Aaron Hardy, of course, was probably player of the match. Well, he was pretty close to it, um, but you probably can't go past Jai, Richardson, Jai Richardson's 4 for 9. Did all that damage early on. And despite only playing one game, uh, the team is sitting at a 1.9 run rate and has bumped them up to second ahead of today's clash up against Hobart. And at the moment, so we're in the going into almost the third over. Uh, the Hurricanes are one for twenty-seven. They actually got uh, got out uh, Ben McDermott first ball thanks to Jason Berendorf. But uh, Matty Wade, he's gone a little bit crazy uh, because in Berendorf's second over, he's conceded two, four, and a six. So he's definitely gone after Jason Berendorf, that's for sure. Um, so yeah, we'll see how they bounce back. But at the moment, the Hurricanes are sitting in a very, very good position. They're one for 27 uh, from 2.4 over. So a lot of work to do for the Perth Scorchers. Unsure of what kind of wicket looks like over there. Uh, the one change that they did make to their team, uh, of course, was 
Peter Hatzoglu coming in for Matt Kelly because, of course, there will be a bit of a spin element there, and uh, they're going to use their main their main spinning option, but also to complement Ashton Agar too. And we can only, only hope that uh, their new starting duo, their starting batting duo of Adam Lyth and Faf Duplessis can get off to a better start than what they did uh, in their first outing. But hey, you got the win. They'll take it. Uh, still lots of room for improvement, but uh, a good way to begin the campaign. So hopefully we're touching base with you next week. Uh, we will have many, many games because uh, as we know, the BBL is rapid fire. So we'll probably have two to three results that we'll have to work through, but we're looking forward to doing that. Uh, we're going to leave the cricket pitch. Let's now make our way to the soccer pitch and let's talk a bit of Perth glory men. This was a bit of a setback losing to MacArthur 1-0, courtesy of a 70th minute in-the-box header from across from the Bulls. Uh, the game was a close one with possession 48%, of course the glory, to 52% in favour of the Bulls, and the glory only having one shot less, uh, but only one to three shots on target being the key factor. However, breaking it down a bit further, it was a tale of two halves regarding attacking dominance, with Perth having 5-1 goal attempts in the first half, whilst the Bulls turned the tide in the second with a 7-2 attendance, uh, sorry, ascendancy with 3-0 shots on goal. Our passing accuracy, that was at 78% apiece. Glory had 8 more long balls and 11 more crosses, but they just couldn't turn that into suitable and attacking shots on goal. And they're still sloppy around the box and in the front third. Now, that's the main part, really, holding them back, just not having that clinical edge, unfortunately. Now, they next take on Wellington Phoenix on Friday in their second home game at Macedonia Park this season, hoping to repeat the winning dose that they dished up the last time they played at their new temporary home. Because, boy, do they need it. Not only a win, but a string of wins, as they're sitting dead last at the moment. However, with the caveat that they're literally four points out of the six, such is the evenness of the competition, with five teams on 10 points from fifth to ninth. So it's not all doom and gloom, but similar to uh, the Perth Lynx, I guess, in a way. They've got to start getting a run on really, really soon. Otherwise, that gap's going to start to open, and uh, they're not going to be able to jump up as quickly as they can now. Now, lastly, to finish off with the Perth Glory, absolutely terrific news. Uh, they've announced the signing of returning Perth Glory player Adam Taggart in a huge coup for the club. He signed a three-and-a-half-year deal signing uh, from the J-League club Cesaro Osaka and will be available for selection once the January transfer window opens. So great news. A local and homegrown player who's already played with the glory uh, many years ago. And, of course, we know the success that he's had uh, when he's been overseas, uh, both at uh, Thailand and also in Japan too. So a welcome addition, a 29-year-old. So he's not a 35-year-old who's uh, on his last legs looking for the retirement home. He, he's in his prime, and he is hopefully going to be he's not going to be the savior but he's going to add a lot to the team and just provide them with real clinical scoring options which seems to be the one part holding them back and i uh, just listening to the press conference from uh, coach Ruben Zakovic today i think it was, it was a game where they probably deserved at least one point for a draw and coach of the macarthur bulls dwight york uh, said said to Ruben Zakovic that uh 
we probably stole one from you there. So that, that was sort of proof that Glory had many opportunities to win, especially one very, very much early on, which should have been a one nil lead at least. And then they could have possibly walked away with a draw. But hey, you can't coulda, shoulda, woulda. Uh, you've got to make it count. You've got to be, you've got to put your, put your goals uh, in. Of course, staying the absolute leading obvious there, Adam. But uh, you do have to make your shots count. And clearly at this point in time, they're not. So we'll leave it there for the glory. And uh, we look forward to touching base with them next week, hopefully with a win. But uh, great news signing, Adam Taggart. All right, we're going to leave the men. Let's now talk a bit of glory women. A few minutes and see how she feels. Well, she may get tested out here. Lowry on to Hinson and scores for Perth Glory. She takes advantage of an injured Keely Richards and grabs her third of the season in just four matches. And that's a beautiful turn onto her left foot. She doesn't even have to look up. She knows where the goal is, and that is tucked away so neatly at the near All right, post. so the Glory women had a terrific win. A 3-2 victory up against Canberra at Canberra home, and a come-from-behind win. And a huge turn for them, and the whole season. Now, they conceded in the 13th and the 34th minute, and were going into the half in a terrible position before Riley Bayston got the home team on the board in the second minute of stoppage time to close out the first first 45. So only being 2-1 down going into the second half. But to finish out the game, there were two absolutely cracking goals. Firstly, in the 53rd minute from Sierra Hinson via Riley Bayston. And then the reverse order with Bayston snagging her second for the game in the 69th minute, thanks to her partner in crime, Sierra. With the most delicate but precise of flicks over her head that put it right in the path of Riley to finish a nail. Perth dominated this game, though firstly in the possession side of matters having 57% of the ball. But realistically, apart from the plus three shots on goal and plus five attacks, the other major statistical categories were either even or had a minimal advantage one way or the other. To be honest, it's not a game-changing win, however, as far as the standings go. But I think it's a, just an, a really, really important momentum-building win for them. So I certainly agree that they can build on this and just really take it and run from there. But in regards to jumping the standings, not too much. They're still sitting eighth overall, and they're equal on points with Canberra, despite having played one more game than them as well. And still four points out of the top four. So not too bad. A very, very good win. And it's a game they can build upon coming from behind from being 2-0 down. That's massive. Uh, so, you know, getting three goals, uh, you know, th three goals essentially on the trot and uh, mainly doing it, doing it in the second half. They've got some clear and quality strikers out, out front with Sierra Hinson, who was here last year as well, and, you know, new import Riley Basin. They're just working an absolute treat. And uh, they've nailed their imports clearly. But, uh, yeah, you just got to keep building that momentum now. And... Uh, we look forward, hopefully, to touching base uh, with the Glory Women next week with some more good news. But uh, given the fact that uh, looking ahead to the schedule in the fixture, can't see them playing anytime soon. They may have a little mini break over Christmas uh, before resuming after that. But we'll leave it there for the Glory Women and let's move to the ballpark and talk some Perth heat. It's a bit more important than someone's base hit. And here's a swing here for Glenn Denning. This one is back, and Robbie Glenn Denning swings away. It's a two-run shot, 
And the Perth Heat. And just before we get to the game at hand, it pitched out Willie Vasquez will return to the States after consulting with a medical team, having experienced lower back discomfort in recent weeks, limiting his ability to remain active with the Heat, and instead will begin his rehabilitation and preparing for 2023 back home in the US. So unfortunately, and quite sad to see Willie Vasquez go, but uh, he has to, you know, put his priorities right and the best the best thing for him is to complete his rehab when he's back home so see you later willie unfortunately uh, we didn't get to see more of you across the season now to the mound and what an impressive start from the team with a huge 8-1 away win over the giants all the way back in game one thanks mainly to yurik bajarski's re- record uh, sorry recording four hits with a double a triple a double and finally a single uh, Gunnar Kynes also was dealing jokers all night with a quality start over seven innings. Now to game two, and it was a close and tense one across the first portion of it before Jake Bowie went long with his sixth bomb of the season to break the game apart and add some power hitting in from Yurik Bajaski yet again. Outstanding pitching, uh, not from all three of these gentlemen, in Brock Gilliam, Jordan Martinson, and Connor Higgins, and it was a brilliant defense all game mixing with some superbly clean hits to clinch a 6-2 win and that's across game two. In game three clearly however they were not switched on at all. Uh, They got hammered none for seven. Well sorry not none for seven. They got hammered 0-2-7. So was there a way they were able to bounce back at the moment? They were leading 2-1 still. Were they going to be able to get the 3-1 series win? Or was it going to be yet another 2-all draw? Uh, the game for outing was reduced to six innings due to time and flights. But it was a high-scoring affair with the Perth team flying away with a 15-8 victory. Mainly thanks to four monster home runs in a massive win for their season and to help take the series 3-1. Junior Kaminaro... Alex Hall, Yurik Pajowski, and Josh Reddick hit bombs during that game. And as a result, they've jumped to fourth. This is overall, uh, not, not the, uh, the the separate conference standings. So they've jumped to fourth overall. And they're four wins ahead of fifth place Canberra and three wins away from second place Adelaide. So they're in a good spot. Um, of course, we spoke last week about their consistency. And just, well, because last week uh, when they were playing at home, they, uh, they were very, very ordinary against the last place Sydney Blue Sox. So just wondering what they could do against you know a terrific team in Adelaide playing away as well. And this was a big momentum builder for them. So hopefully they can go bigger and brighter. I think very similar, however, to the uh, Glory Women because they're looking ahead in their schedule. Uh, they may be taking a short break before returning after Christmas. But we'll leave it there for the Perth Heat and uh, we'll touch base with them when they next hit the ballpark. Okay, that's it. We're done. We're dusted. That is the end of Season 3, Episode 10. Hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, We had a couple of good wins. uh, A nice series win for the Perth Heat. A great win uh, for the Perth Glory women. And the Perth Wildcats all the way back to last Monday. What a heart stopper. Uh, And of course... 
how can you not talk about the uh, terrific campaign start to the Big Bash League for the Perth Scorchers men. But uh, if we're looking at it now, a quick score update uh, for the game against Hobart Hurricanes away. They've not got enough to, gotten off to the start that they would have liked in the six over. The Hurricanes are one for 57. Uh, Matthew Wade is absolutely destroying them in 42 with 42 off 26. So they've got a lot of work to do in the bowling department to hopefully squeeze that score down. But we'll leave it there. And if you haven't already, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a rating, and leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform, be it Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. And it's been an absolute pleasure and a privilege, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for you listening into this and for you tuning in and subscribing. Thank you so much. And we look forward next week to touching base with all of our WA team on the domestic sporting scene. And for yours truly, Anna Bat, I'm out for now.